Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by speaker, business coach, and best-selling author, Alicia Dunhams, who's here to help me figure out my next book. Plus, I'm answering your emails. Topics include how to create a bestseller in a weekend. Who knew writing a book could be so simple? Why saying you get to instead of you have to can change your whole perspective. Think of it this way. I get to have sex, not uh, I have to have sex. Try switching that out. The way you speak, it makes a big difference. Okay, you can't seem to get past date three. What do you do? And you don't mind getting spanked, but how are you supposed to react? All this and more. Thanks for listening. We just finished our latest survey. And since last year, the percentage of you who use lube frequently went from 48% to 63%. This made me so proud because you know I want you guys to have a lube on every nightstand. That's my dream. Now, I know there could be some confusion when it comes to deciding which kind of lube to buy. So today, let's talk about silicone lubes. They last longer, they're waterproof, and you can use them with condoms without breaking them down, which is why I am so excited I get to work with Uber Lube. I literally used to stock them for samples at trade shows. That's how much I love their lube. I even gave my producer a cup instead of a whole bottle because I didn't want to give it all away. So anyway, Uberlube gets that high quality silicone is the best option because that's literally all they make. You just have to feel it and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's never sticky or tacky and they even had a touch of vitamin E so you feel moisturized after using it. In fact, you can use it in your hair for frizziness, on your skin for chafing. And side note, if you got colorful tattoos, it makes them more vibrant. It's kind of like the Swiss army knife of lubes. Uberlube is long lasting and waterproof so you can use it in the bath or the shower without reapplying. Besides the way it feels, let me tell you about the bottle. It's such a clean design in this beautiful glass bottle. Definitely nightstand friendly, which of course I love. Ubalube is really in a class by itself and I want you to try it. So to order yours, go to sexwithemily.com slash Ubalube. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E today. Look into his eyes. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check out our awesome website and all the posts and blogs and information we have to help you have better sex and relationships. Also, catch me Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific on SiriusXM, Stars Channel 109. It's the best. You can uh, find me there every weekday. And if you want to get a free subscription, you can totally do that. Sexwithemily.com slash SXM. Um, you can also call in 888-947-8277 and ask questions during that time. Find me at Sex with Emily everywhere across the board on social media. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy my interview with Alicia Dunhams. It is my pleasure to welcome my dear friend, Alicia Dunhams. She's a business coach, founder of the program 
bestseller in a weekend and author herself of two bestsellers. And she's just, she talked about doing work. She's done, I've known you now for 13, 14 yes, years. 13, 14 years. She works, she does a lot of work on herself. She helps others. She just grown into this amazing woman. I mean, you always mm. were when I met you, but I've just watched you grow and change and learn. And I'm so glad you're here tonight. That's what we're here to do is grow and learn. And you know, exactly. We do. Otherwise, you're just, I don't understand the people who, I guess, who don't want to, they're not, don't get curious about it, yeah. about life and growing. So you're really doing all of that good work. And she's also a speaker, a trainer. You help people around the world become more successful. And she's going to help me tonight become more successful. And I'm going to go deep with her because I'm, I'm all in a vulnerable, I'm in a vulnerable rage right now. Is that a thing? I'm ragingly being vulnerable. <laughs> I think so. Oh, yeah. I'm I like just that. Gonna That's fucking pretty- be vulnerable all over the place. <laughs> um, and so, and thank you for having me on her new web series. It's called Go Deep. Yes. When's it coming out? Is it out yet? No. It's not. Okay. But it you're going to check soon. that out. Yes. And then she's also, so bestseller on a weekend, which is just brilliant that you started this. I mean, I was like, how do you write a bestseller on a goddamn weekend? A hundred page draft book manuscript. That's what I promised my clients. So and I've worked with this. thousands of people. Yes. And even people have gone on to become New York Times bestsellers. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so you have one in, we're going to talk more, but you can find more, but April 26th to the 28th in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, yes. And I also have one online. You can go to oh. bestsellerinaweekend.com so to find the you, dates. Yes. Wherever you are in the world, you can do it online. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's really smart too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love that. Um, and we'll also put you guys, everything we talk about, as you know, if you're just joining the family here, sexwithemily.com. If you're like, oh, what was that thing she talked about? It's all in the show notes. Links to Alicia and everything that we're saying here. So um, well, what got you on start on this mission to help people with books oh my to write goodness. the bestseller. The journey to success is a long and <laughs> and <laughs> right? curvy one. I will just say this. No straight lines here. Uh, so, I mean, when we met, I wrote my own book. Yes. Okay, so... 13 years ago. I brought I op- it here. Because <gasps> I, I opened the show telling him about your book. She wrote a book called Gold Digger. Okay, yes. tell him. Yes. Gold Digger. Lessons Learned from the Rich Men I Dated. Brilliant. And I wrote that 13 years ago now. And it was all about the secrets to success. What I learned from successful, wealthy men. And you know, the thing is that the same thing I learned back then, I'm learning each day now. It's all the universal truths of the the universe. It's so true. It is the universal. And what are some of those things? Because I've informally, I was saying this earlier, I have date men. Typically, the men I've dated, I've learned a lot from, whether rich or poor, but they were most of them were successful at life, like because that's what I'm attracted to, men who are achieving and doing things, and you learn from them. But tell me what, I get it. So what did you learn? Some of the main things. Well, they, and what we're you, still learning. Uh, yes. Well, language. Language is life. What you say, you create. It's the power of the spoken word. So when I wrote my book, I noticed that wealthy, successful people write things down. Not only do they write it down, I say they dream it, they declare it, and they deliver it. So there's power in declaration. There's power in visualization. There's power in imagining what you want to create. First of all, you gotta you gotta dream it up. You gotta visualize it. Then you declare it. So part of the declaration is speaking it out to people, writing it down, and then delivering. So inspired thought leads to committed action. So yeah. acting on it, like what we're doing tonight with your new book. Exactly. Okay. So we can get into that. Should we do this? Okay. So okay, I have a book in me that's just dying to come out. Now, I do have one book that I wrote called Hot Sex, which I talk about, and I'm very proud of the book. Alicia, you see, it's over there. Mm -hmm. Hot Sex, and it was, I wrote with my friend Jamie Waxman. It's a bunch of sex questions, and you guys will all love it, and it's great. But there is a book, and I, since, I I have a lot, I have some fears around writing, Mm. and I have some, I talk, which is interesting, because I talk a lot, 
and I'm very confident in what I'm saying here and it feels good. And for I've gone through phases where I've written more and then it just became, I think when work got so busy and I was running the business and I was doing, and the talent, it was like, there's no time to write a blog, a tweet, whatever. And then I just like stopped. And then there was just some, and then it's like a muscle. So if you stop working out, it's hard to get to the gym. And I believe that the more I write, when I've gone in phases where I'm writing more, it gets better. So now I'm just like, so there's just that part of it. But but then what do I want to say? I feel like now I have a lot more that I would want to write about. And I'm just trying to figure out, and I've had book offers come in for the last few years. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll get back to you. But I'm ready. You are ready, I just don't like. know what specifically. So ask me, so... I'm going to ask a lot you some of questions. Ideas. Yeah, okay. absolutely. It sounds like you have a lot of ideas. You have obviously lots of content that you've created over a decade plus. And so I would ask you this question. So who's your reader? Okay. Well, here's... Okay, can I tell you why that's a problem? Or can I answer that? When I started my show, people were like, who's your audience? And I... I it was Looking back, maybe it was ignorant, maybe not. I said everybody. And people were like, well, you can't say everybody. I'm like... But literally everybody has sex or they want more sex. And I'm not going to pick who I'm talking to. I'm just going to speak. And 14 years later, my audience is 50% men and 50% women. And it runs from age 18 to 80. Mm, And I, but, but I get for a book, I have to narrow it. So right now I don't know until we figure out the topic. Okay. I don't know who my audience is unless I know what the topic is. Well, the way to figure out the topic is to look at that target audience and say, what is their pain point? What is their pain point? Okay. Emily? So I think that the pain point for most people around sex is um, most of us never had any sex education and most of us have a lot of shame and trauma around sex and we don't know how to ask for what we want. We don't know what makes us feel good and then therefore we don't know how to communicate to our partners and then we live a lifetime of disappointing, boring, and bad sex. Mm -hmm. Because something that happened when we were young, something we learned about sex that wasn't true. So we're all kind of silently with with suffering through through sex, sexual challenges and we have no one to talk to about it. So really it's like I want everyone to feel more comfortable around sex to talk about. Because I think once you start talking about it and becoming sexual and then masturbating and understanding your body, you'll have better sex. What I hear you say is that a lot of people have sex, have trauma around sex. Yes. And so when someone comes to you with trauma around sex, how do you solve it? Um, okay. Well, if they have a particular, if it's like a sexual trauma, I often let them first recognize that trauma is not something that's going to go in a zone and they need some kind of very specific therapy. Mm-hmm. So if you have a sexual trauma like abuse, you have got to go to therapy and very specific therapy I think helps is EMDR because it helps you reprocess your brain. But that's that kind of trauma I would say. But if I'm, I guess I'm more talking about though. Because I do think sometimes maybe it's for couples. Like maybe it's a therapy book that couples can do on their own because I tell everybody all day to go to therapy. So maybe there's some great book where they ask each other questions and once a week they can do this course on their own. That's something I've thought about. Okay. Um, But I just, you know, and then I thought that women, my heart goes out to women who have so much going on with like hormones and things we Mm. don't understand. And then I thought it could be my book telling my story, what I've learned through my journey through sex and what I, see... I don't know. There, there's a lot there, which is it, which is a good problem to have. And so what I'm hearing is there could be a book about around shame and trauma around sex. There could be a book for women in terms of uh, maybe getting older because you were talking about hormones, etc. Yeah. So over 40, maybe that's the target audience. There's one about sharing your particular story. Uh, could even be something where you take some of your best podcasts and best radio shows, 
get it transcribed and just say like the best of sex I've with thought Emily. of that mm-hmm. I've thought of doing a transcription because I've got 5,000 podcasts I mean mm-hmm. I've been doing this for now for six months we've been on the air so 10 hours a week for six months do the math that's a lot and then we've got the thousands of podcasts yes we mm-hmm. could just transcribe these are the themes because mm-hmm. I can tell you the themes oh tell people... me the themes okay yes. so I could tell you that the top questions I get asked are like um, are about orgasms from women like I don't know my I don't haven't what's wrong with me I can't orgasm during intercourse I've never had an orgasm I don't masturbate there's some shame around or or not shame but yeah some shame around orgasm or just problems misunderstood they don't understand their bodies and there and then there's like the whole category of how do I get my partner to blank and that's from anybody like how do I get my partner to have more sex less sex sex when I want it um a bunch of things about just communication and then there's penis challenges it's a whole umbrella like why do I come too quickly not enough is my penis too big or too small um there's the questions about these are all the sex ones because there's also relationship questions what's the other one about um I always say there's like five what's the other question am I, I normal am I normal am I normal is a big one mm. people want to know and I think a lot of this show is people are like is it okay that I want to wear women's underwear, but I'm I'm a guy? Is it okay that I want to be spanked? Is it okay that I watch lesbian porn, but I'm not gay? Is it okay that I sometimes... Because the problem is, Alicia, is that people don't... Unless you're seeking out smart, like accurate sex information, people never talk about it. Like they really... Most people that are listening to this show have never talked about it. Like mm-hmm. literally with their parents for sure and with their partner. They might have talked about it once, mm-hmm. but they've been together forever because they feel that we're so afraid of being unlovable at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. So they're so afraid to say, you know what? I feel like we could just, you know, we could maybe start to have sex again like we used to. We could start to cuddle or what's your fantasy? You know, I always give people tips, you know, to spice it, talk about your fantasies mm-hmm. or exchange bucket lists. So... I don't know. There's just, and a lot of it just comes down to communication. Like, mm-hmm. how the hell do I just talk about sex? How, where do I even start? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good book as well. So, sex and communication. I know your favorite saying is communication is lubrication. Yeah. I love that. And and so, when it comes down to, obviously, you can author so many books. It's making a decision and seeing what your audience wants. And I know we talked about oh. doing like a survey or something. So yeah. perhaps people can call in or email yeah what kind of book do you write that's a great okay call us 888-947-8277 you can email us too. feedback at sexwithemily.com so let me just rattle off the other ones I was thinking because if we're going to do a vote I thought it might be interesting also to do what to expect with sex in your 20s 30s 40s 50s like 60s like how it changes because it really is different when you're having sex when you're 22 and you're 42 it's like a different world totally different and we're constantly (laughs) waking up to it and maybe we never even or after childbirth Mm-hmm. you didn't understand your body before and then you got it back and it was all different and you're like, what happened to my vagina now? <laughs> I didn't even know before and now it came back upside down and I can't feel anything. And so, <laughs> right? You're getting personal now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you had a baby, you don't have to say yes or no, but you're laughing, so I get it. So it's like, um, and I do think there's something to my to my journey. Like it's a little bit of me like about how I came into the show at 35 14 years ago much like people who are listening I was faking orgasms I didn't understand how to ask for what I wanted in bed I didn't really know what great sex was but I knew I wasn't having it and I have gone on a journey I've taken courses classes got my doctorate like I actually know now you know so and there's just some funny mishappens and stories along the way that are pretty great so well um, what would your elevator pitch be so this is something I work with my clients in terms of 
the elevator pitch is, hello, my name is, I help blank. What do you help them do and what results do they get from that? Okay. So, hello, my name is, I help target audience, B do have, that's a value you provide so that they get the following results. Okay. So, hello, my name is Emily. I help people talk about sex so they can have more satisfying lives. Mm-hmm. And I help all people. Okay. <laughs> on the planet. Really, I have international listeners all over the world. Mm-hmm. And what you specifically said, communicate around sex. Was that- yeah, because I think like on this show, like, yes, there's technical things I'm telling you guys. Like I could get into positions and I can get into, but a lot of it has to do with just being comfortable with the topic mm. and getting rid of the taboos and getting rid of the shame and messages that don't serve us anymore. So yeah, a lot of it is um, talk. And what is, your, what is your top technique in terms of talking and communicating? <sighs> My top technique is to talk about it I have a technique for talking about sex in a way that is um because often we think we've talked about it but we don't do it correctly we do it after sex or we do it when we're angry or we do it we blame our partner well you never initiate and you guys can call us with anything triple eight nine four seven eight two seven seven um but I think I think it's um wait what was your question communicate oh communicate I my best my best tip is that pick the right place the timing the location and the tone because mm. it's tone is everything mm-hmm. you want to do it when you guys are like relaxed you're hanging out not in the bedroom the bedroom is for sleeping and sex and you want to do it when you're just and hanging out maybe a brunch or you're doing a road trip because when you're in the car together you could just be driving a Safeway but it can be so hard like you don't know it is so hard for people Lisa like they just to talk about it is like this like they're dying you know I'm just like rip the bandaid off so in the car you can say you know what I've been thinking about us lately and I love our sex life, you know, compliment sandwich. So things have been, you know, I love you. I want it to continue to grow. And I think we need to prioritize our sex life more, both of us. And what we could do is I've been thinking that we could, you know, and then I've got some tips from there. Maybe whatever the problem is, we should each exchange a bucket list of the three things we've been wanting to try. Or let's listen to this podcast together, this radio show. A lot of people listen to the show together. And so it's really just opening it up and in a way that is inclusive because people often think they forget that they're on the same team with their partner that Mm -hmm. their partner probably wants what they want Mm -hmm. in bed but they don't even know how to get there or they talked about it once three years ago and they're pissed because they said to their partner um you don't initiate enough and then their partner they're like will you initiate more and their partner's like yeah and then it didn't happen and they're like well we talked about it once and you don't realize that like you're saying with your old but like you have to learn lessons all the time no one ever changed a habit by hearing something once it's an ongoing conversation that you keep having in your relationship, and that's how you grow together. It's a practice. Communication is a practice. It's a practice. So what I'm hearing you say, and what might be interesting, is almost communication scripts around sexual taboo conversations. Yeah. I mean, I have my new book, I Get To, How Using the Right Words Can Radically Transform Your Life, Relationships, and Business, and it's all more corporate. I and, love it, though. And, and how to speak, because people, they lose their voice in so many different situations, from the bedroom to the corporate boardroom. And what was what would it look like to be able to support people with specific communication scripts, if you will, like how to bring up, oh, you know, some of some of I the want to have that, a threesome. Exactly. Or I, we've mismatched libidos. That's another big thing. We don't want sex mm. at the same time. That's another question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love I love the concept of your book. Can we just say that? Because even just the I get to 
instead of I have to. And yes. I've, 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 that's been so helpful for we to me. We get to have sex. No, <laughs> not I have to have sex with you. Yeah, if you think about that, it's like such a buzzkill. It is. So the power of reframe. It is reframing and power. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, I have to go to work today. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I have to go meet these people for dinner. Or, if you just slash it, I get to. Yes. Talk about gratitude. Talk about, oh my God, I'm so lucky I get to go to work and I have a job. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky I have a family I get to go see over Thanksgiving. Absolutely. You know, unless you're like, I have to. So it's really powerful, the power of language. You're right. There could be some scripts. There could be some scripts. So so what I'm hearing interesting is the, the, the best, the best of sex with Emily, perhaps with all of the themes and communication being one of the themes. So orgasms and penis and, and all the things that you mentioned. <laughs> I told myself I wouldn't say penis. Really? <laughs> oh my God. Staying PC Legit. here. Staying PC. <laughs> no. and, uh, and Did you want to say cock instead? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I, I have a corporate audience, you know? <laughs> it's okay. It happens here. I love it. So you can have all of these different themes and address them around the communication scripts. And what I love about, because sex is a topic, just as real estate is a topic or what have you, all my clients, they come to me and they're passionate about something and whatever they want to write about. And your topic is sex. And there's so much texture and layers to sex. And so what I'm thinking, the best of sex with Emily, transcribing some of the best shows and ensuring that they are, uh, it's, have you heard of the uh, Tim Ferriss book, Tools of Titans? Yeah. That's what great he did. Book, yeah. It's a great book. And he just took the best podcast essentially and then transcribed it. And at the end, tips learned, lessons learned, takeaways for the audience. And it could be almost a reference book. Yeah, that's because almost at this point after 14 years, it's like I've got a freaking library of stuff that just needs to be but that just seems overwhelming but you're right we just hire people and they transcribe them and they listen and you yeah okay alicia dunham's yes bestseller in a weekend bestseller in a night but you guys i want to hear what you think what book would you want to read about sex because people might not be searching well would are you searching for this information would you read it would you gift it triple eight nine four seven eight two seven seven yeah i can't wait to hear i think that sounds like a good plan yes and once you finish that book you do get to write your memoir Okay, so do this one first, and then it'll get me into the writing, and then the memoir after that. Absolutely. But here's my question. What makes a book bestseller quality? Mm. Like, what sets a bestseller across from, uh, apart from other books? Well, there's lots of variables. When I named my, uh, my company Bestseller in a Weekend, it was becoming an Amazon bestseller. And so we learned the strategy to become a bestseller at Amazon. Obviously, you can become a New York Times bestseller. So it's based on the number of books that you sell. It's based on how you rank in terms of Amazon uh, search functionality and ranking. And for someone like you, because you have such an audience, I mean, these things are going to be pretty... Pretty, you got you got the back. Yeah, there. it's sex. Yeah, like it's gonna sell. It's gonna sell, and because of your audience and your platform, and so many people love you. Okay, so we're gonna do that. I think. I mean, what are, you guys can call us in, you know, with other things. Okay, so that's thank you. So that's what it's gonna be. What do you guys think, Jamie? Transcriptions. I think that that I never even thought of that, but that's such a good idea because one, you're gonna take the information because there's so there's much so information much. in your podcast and curate you it thousands like of podcasts mm-hmm. curate it mm-hmm. and you can have sections of like is it like a discussion you're having with a guest or is it an email you did or a call that you did so people can see the conversation and then you're like all right that happened here's your takeaways mm-hmm. and i think it just makes it so, first of all it's half the book is written right. more than half mm-hmm. right 
I and love that idea. And it'll get me into I the I never writing. even thought of that. It's such a good so idea. There you go. She promised she'd help. Absolutely. I know. She You're did. like amazing. I told you. Alicia left. She was like, we love her when she was here a few weeks ago doing her show. Yeah. You're and, awesome. And the topic, so Sex with Emily. So the title of the book would be like the best of Sex with Emily. And Sex with Emily is a keyword search term. So people are going to be looking for it on Google and on Amazon. And so it will get you to the top ranks uh, in terms of your book will show up with your with your podcasts and radio shows. That's amazing. And can I do it in a weekend? We can make that happen. Okay, we'll everyone, work hard for you. Okay, well, everyone, you guys got to, I have to ask you the five questions we ask every guest, but um, Alicia Dunham's, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Alicia Dunham's. That's A-L-I-C-I-A-D-U-N-A-M-S. And then it's bestsellerinaweekend.com. Yes, and if you do uh, slash checklist, forward slash checklist, there's a free gift for you. Oh, a free yes. gift? Yeah, they get to learn checklist how to do Mm-hmm. Ooh, so bestsellerweekend.com forward slash I would checklist. Do, I would sign up. I am already. I'm like, I'll sign up for anything she's selling. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. Okay, I have to ask you the f- questions that we ask all of our guests. Okay. Okay, ready? Um, what is one thing you would tell your younger self about sex and or relationships? Mm. So I have a 17-year-old daughter, so it's like me telling her. Yeah. So sex or and relationships. It would definitely be... The importance of intimacy when it comes to sex. Okay. That's a big one for me. Yeah. What is your favorite part about your body? My legs. Mm, yeah, dude. Me too. You're her bot legs. Those are the legs. In the next lifetime. I want those legs. Um, okay. What's your favorite personality trait in another person? Laughing. Humor. Absolutely. I love to laugh. Uh, what's your dating deal breaker? Dating deal breaker. If you're out on a date, which... Oh, yeah. being boring. I fell asleep on a date, actually. I was upright. Wait. I was upright at a dinner. It was probably like 8 o'clock, and I fell asleep. Oh, my God. So that's you, amazing. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Uh, and And... I mean, you can't be boring. No, you cannot. You cannot be boring. Just you got to keep things moving. Got to keep. It did right. you like? Did you like wake did up you? with the with the head? Yeah. like the head. Yeah, slipping. a little bit of drool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was smiling through. He was just looking at me. That is <laughs> he amazing. Did he like, even wake? He was like, um, hello, like shaking you awake. He's like, you're, like, you're a gorgeous sleeper. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was just happy to be there. I have no idea. That is amazing. <laughs> That's the best story ever. Okay, what's your biggest turn on? Mm, my biggest turn on. Oh, there's so much. Let me think of oh, biggest turn on. Being held. Um, uh, yeah, feeling of. safe. And um, yeah, I'm going to keep it. I'm okay, keep it PG. Perfect. Keep it I PG. tried to keep it PG for you. I did. Okay, thank you for, so much for being here, Alicia. This is awesome. Find her at Alicia Dunham's bestsellerinaweekend.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into your emails. All right, guys, here's a listener email I recently received. Hi, Emily. I'm a 38-year-old single mom who wants to get back on the dating scene, but I'm terrified. I've been dealing with bladder leakage and actually starting wearing pads every day just to feel safe. Between the leaking and the pads, I'm totally insecure about spontaneous intimacy with a new partner. How can I move past this? Oh, we hear this a lot, Jane, mm-hmm. right? A lot. I mean, you have to know this, Jane. This is true. And I didn't even know this till I got into this business. But first of all, she's not alone. It's an estimated that 40 million women use pads every day for bladder leaks. Mm. Women, adult women, young and old, with or without kids. And there's nothing to be ashamed of at all. But there are solutions. And it's not just pads. We love the Apex. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the deal. The Apex by Pormois is an affordable device that uses gentle electrostimulation to create an extremely effective Kegel workout. 
automatically. Like it does your kegels for you. You've done it, Jamie. You just like just lay, back, lay back. You lay back. You use it. And it honestly, in a few weeks, doing it a few days a week, you will have a stronger pelvic floor and prevents the old sneeze and pee, if you know what I'm talking about. It also, side effect bonus, increases the strength and frequency of your orgasms. Yeah, you'll notice. Definitely. For sure. (laughs) Like I'm telling you, you guys always know, if you call in, you're like, how do I have stronger orgasms? Do your Kegel exercises. Keep your pelvic force strong, which will obviously make her want to get intimate again if you get the apex. Similar to the intensity, which I have spoken about for years, the apex delivers the same results, but it's just not a vibrator. It's not the rabbit vibrator. So it makes it the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation. Mm, Mm. Awesome. How about that? So to start using an apex and stop relying on pads, visit com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. I love when I run into listeners of the podcast in the real world. You always ask such great sex questions. And you also ask me, is the womanizer really that good? Or tell me more about the womanizer, which doesn't surprise me because it's still the top search term on sexwithemily.com. The good news is I could talk about the womanizer all day. I call it the clip whisper because it seems to know exactly what I want. I didn't think they could top the Womanizer to go, the one that's shaped like a lipstick, but guess what? They did. The latest Womanizer is called the Starlet. It's got all the power of the original, but it's super tiny. It literally fits in the palm of your hand. The Womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with gentle suction and air pressure. It's so effective, some women have an orgasm in 60 seconds. If you haven't tried a Womanizer, Now is the time. There are a bunch of different models, but trust me, all of them are the sure thing. To order your Womanizer Starlet, click on the Womanizer banner on my site or find it at goodvibes.com slash Emily. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com SXM. That's sexwithemily.com SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. All right, guys, I love answering your questions. It's why I do what I do. And if you want a question answered on the show, go to my website, sexwithemily.com. Click on the Ask Emily tab, fill out the short form, or you can always email us, feedback at sexwithemily.com. And as always, include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. And I guess I should tell you to sign up for our newsletter. Mm-hmm. We had this realization that we've had this newsletter, which is awesome. I don't want to oversell it, but I got to be honest. People are always like, oh, I get your emails. I love your emails. Like even more than they say, I love your podcast, which is funny. I've run into more people. <laughs> Maybe some people just read. But anyway, and I thought, I forget to talk about it on the podcast. So if you go to our website, apparently there's a pop-up. But if you've already been to our website, there won't be a pop-up. So then you can just do it in the drop-down menu. Just subscribe because you'll like it. Jamie's here with me, and she's going to read the emails, and we're going to answer your questions because we love hearing from you. Okay. This first one comes to us from Catherine, who's 22 in Texas. Hi, Emily. You are amazing, just so you know. Here's my question. I met my boyfriend on a cam model's website. 
When I met him, he was just a guy looking for someone to care for him because his wife was not showing any interest in him sexually or emotionally. So my job was to fill that spot. Apparently, I did a great job to the point me and him fell for each other. We both left our significant others and he drove to Ohio from Texas to meet me in person and the flame grew even larger. Fast forward three years to now, our sex life is almost non-existent. We have sex maybe once a week if we're lucky. I want to work on fixing that, but I think the way I need to restart my sex drive is my sexting. I was a huge sexter before I met him and he has not he's 31 so sexting is a thing for me but he's never done it prior how do i introduce him to something i need i miss sexting it just makes my sex drive awake and aware all right Catherine. thank you for your email i love that you're a woman who recognizes that you're responsible for your own desire and that you're thinking hmm i know what turns me on it's when I was with him and or in my past life before him, I used to love be sexting. I sexted and sexting is like, I love the words and the back and forth and maybe your words of affirmation is your love language. Like you're missing the sexting and, and so you're assuming, well, maybe that'll bring back the spark so you'll want to continue to have sex with him. And I think that Jamie, don't you think that's like a unique perspective mm-hmm. and sometimes a lot of times we hear from people, they're like, what am I doing wrong? Like what's wrong with my husband? So I just like that you recognize that. Mm-hmm. However, what I got to say here is that this is going to happen in relationships, first of all. Just so you know, because you're younger. You guys have like a nine-year age difference at Catherine that you guys got together when you were 19 and it was very exciting and it was this passionate affair and you drove cross country and now you've been together three years and in most relationships, this is what happens after a while if you don't talk about sex or prioritize your sex life. You know, we don't pay attention to things that they, they will atrophy and they will continue, they won't serve us anymore. So yes, you absolutely need to just talk to them about your sex life and say to him, what can we do to keep it interesting again? Like at the beginning, you could tell him like, I love sexting. You could even sext him. You could even say to him ahead of time, babe, um, I think sexting is so hot. Let's do some sexting right now so you can I can show you what would be hot. Or they can use that website, Jamie. Yes, Slutbot from Slutbot is free and it's a very cool website that will actually teach you how to text, sext. But the only thing is, is I feel like the age difference and this rush, the way you guys met, I just think that it's normal that your sex life is going to wane, but I need you to have some conversations with him that are about, do you guys have the same values, the same priorities? Are you on the same page? What is he into sexually? What are you into sexually? I love that you both ran away together. That story can kind of sometimes drive people for a long time when it's like this passionate affair. But I'm telling you, this is probably your first serious relationship. You've been with him for three years and I just need you to take some time and have some real conversations where you listen, he talks, you talk about feelings and you figure out, do we have the same values? Are we on the same page? And then you can talk about your sex life. All right. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Catherine. Okay. This next one is from Tim. 33 in Washington. Hello, Emily. I'm a 33-year-old divorced bisexual male. I guess my questions, more than one, would be how to approach it with women, i.e. letting them know, and when. Also, as someone that would like to introduce, say, pegging into the bedroom, how to approach subjects such as that into the bedroom or relationship? All right. Hey, Tim. I love this question because, first of all, I understand, like, God, how do you bring these things up? They're both, like, challenging things, but I think... It depends how how important it is to you when you first meet a woman and you're talking to her. I don't know that you'd be like, "Hey, by the way, I'm bisexual," because if it's really about attraction, like I don't I don't think you need to like lead with that. I think you have to get into a place where you are comfortable with someone, and then like to the point where you know that you, there's actually an attraction, where you can let them know that you're bisexual. I think that's great. You don't have to like first date all the things. Just if it comes up, that's important information. Now about the pegging. Let's say you're with somebody that you're you're into and you feel safe with because a lot of this is about feeling like we're with somebody that we feel safe at least we trust 
I think that if you know you're going to have sex with someone or you've just recently started having sex with somebody, that is the right time to bring up what you're into. So I think you don't have to lead with pegging because not everyone gets it, especially women. Like, you know, it can be confusing. We don't have a lot of information. But to have the conversation of, God, I'm, tell me what you're into. I'd love to talk about sex. Do you like talking about sex? Do you have any fantasies? As far as the pegging goes, listen, I think that you guys should both talk about things that you're into, have a conversation about fantasies. Like I, I talk about, find out, say, I really want to be a great lover to you. I love fantasizing and experimenting and then let her share with you. And then you could say, tell her what you're into and include pegging with it and explain to her what it is and why you think it's hot. Because I'm just going to warn you. And this is the reality most women don't know. And they just think, oh my God, weird. I don't understand it. And it might come off as judgy and scared. That's how we react to things that are out of the norm. So the more information you can give around it and say, you know what? I think that pegging, I found that to be really sexy when a woman like it's tell her why you think it's hot and what it feels like and give her information and let her know that's what you're into. I think the sooner that we're honest and open, but we want the sooner we're going to get what we want. And I have to tell you that people will find that refreshing. In fact, the right partners will be like, I am on board with this conversation. They might even say, you know what? No one's ever asked me what my fantasies are. How interesting. I actually don't know, but I love that you're bringing it up. Or you're with someone who freaks out, runs out of the room, and guess what? Not your person at that moment. Maybe they come back. But I'm just saying, I think that more often than not, having the real conversations about what we desire in bed will often serve us in the relationship. All right. So this next one is from Anne, who's 32 in New York. Hi, Emily. I'm a successful, attractive female in New York and have been single for a long time. I date a lot, but have a lot of trouble getting past date three, whether or not I sleep with the guy. I've been ghosted more times than I can count, whether or not I opt to have sex on the third date. Is it possible that I'm bad in bed? Wouldn't the guy want to at least have sex with me, even if he doesn't want to date me? I'm not a prude by any means, and I love sex, so being single has not held me back. It has meant I haven't gone to explore my sexuality the way I want to for a while with one partner. That said, if I keep getting ghosted, how else can I improve my skills? Help, Emily. I love the show and share with my friends all the time. Thanks. Thanks, Anne. And thanks for sharing with your friends, by the way. I love when you are like, hey, I'm into it. And a lot of you share them on Instagram. You share it in our stories. When you do that, we will share it. I love it when you guys are like, hey, guys, check out this episode. That is awesome. We love that. Okay, so, Anne, you know, I get these emails a lot from women and you know, different ages, different times in their life, but they're like, why? Or men too, why? Why aren't people asking me out after the third date? And so I don't know, it happens, right? We have this interpretation that these, we tell ourselves stories that things aren't happening and, and it's different for everybody. But, and it's hard because if I'm not talking to you, but I'm going to go on the information that you tell me. You say that you've been ghosted a lot and even when you have sex, you, you know, that they you, know, that you don't go out with them again or sometimes you don't even have sex with them and you don't go out with them again and you're not a prude and you seem like you're, you know, smart woman but then your question is I, I haven't gotten to explore my sexuality the way I want to be with one partner here's what I'm getting from this okay is that there's a way Anne that you met what men I think are craving from you is a little more vulnerability and a little more about just who you are and I think and who you are and what you're into and what you like Okay, so I have a sense that you're having sex with these guys and that maybe there's a way that you haven't fully been, like it's like the third date. It sounds like the way you're dating is very, um, like you're on this goal and you're on this purpose, but I don't feel a lot of heartfelt stuff here, like what you're looking for. And I think it can be really common that we are afraid to be vulnerable as women. And I'm telling you this as someone who has suffered from this and still has to work on it, um, a lot of us are not, are not really, you know, um, 
it's hard for us to show when we are tough and we're working and we're surviving. You know, a lot of it's kind of play the cool girl or we just shut, shut down. And I feel like maybe you haven't really showed them parts of who you are and they might not even think that you're into them. Like, do you even like these guys? Do you really like them? Are you just kind of like, I'm out with them, but they didn't call me. So now that pisses me off or not. Because I think when you start being really present, like in the moment when you're on a date with someone, do I like this guy or am I just waiting for them to like me so then I can decide? Like, it's like you're not really present. But I think if you're you're really present and you're paying attention to these guys and you're having honest conversations and you're really being yourself, okay? You're not worried what they're going to think or what they're going to, you know, all these things. But if you're really out there dating now because you do not want to be single anymore and you want to get into a relationship with a really good guy in New York, I'd say that maybe you need to just stop for a second and think about what do I really want? What do I really want right now? What kind of guy, what have I learned on all these dates that they've ended after three? You say there's so many. So I think it's important to journal right now and like write down after each date even, or like, what have you learned? What are the patterns? Because I think that there's some great information in here for you. You know, I think that we get on this treadmill of dating, we're going around and around and we just keep going, going, going. And then like, when you do, when you actually take this stop and you reflect, you're going to get the answers. You're going to be like, you know what? I was going out with people where they were really my type of guys actually I went out with eight guys in a row that all were blank so you know that doesn't work and so I think that that when we get into this spiral with dating no matter what the problem is like maybe we're going out too much maybe we're liking everybody or maybe we're the ones ghosting or we just get stressed out by the thing this is when it's time just to stop like get off the merry-go-round of dating do some self-reflection you're 32 you've got time to do it and like think about like what do I want to bring to the table? What am I looking for? And also like practice being vulnerable, even with your friends, you know, letting them know, you know, who you really are and what you're looking for. That's how we make connection. And that's how we actually find love mm-hmm. on a date. And one question for you about what she said. Mm-hmm. There's a line in here that even said, wouldn't the guy want to at least have sex with me, even if he doesn't want to date me? Does that say something about how she actually values herself? Yeah. I think that there's some low. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. Now, I believe that there is some self-esteem stuff going on here mm. too. I think, Anne, this is another great exercise for you to like kind of slow it down right now. And of course you'd want to have sex with you. Here's the thing. You have to remember this. We are under these assumptions that men always want to have sex all the time, 24-7. If they don't, you automatically are looking for all these reasons that something's wrong, that you are not lovable in some way. I feel like there's some inherent way, Anne, that you're expecting guys to fail. You've already set up this narrative that... It's your story is that men ghost you. You might be bad in bed, even if they want to sleep with you. And and singles bad and things are bad and you want to explore your sexuality, you're not getting it. And so I think there's a there's some this is some of your messaging that doesn't have to be true. So I think slowing down, maybe getting some therapy around this. You know I love therapy. Great time to get into it and look at like what are the messages that you're telling yourself. It's all stories. And this is your story now about dating in New York. And I'm not sure. Um, just your story. It's actually not the truth. Remember, our feelings are not facts. Remember that. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. This next one comes to us from Ray, who is 38 from the United States. Dear Emily, my wife is 37. We haven't had sex in eight years. Basically, conceiving my son was the last time. Neither of us are on medication or have stressful jobs. When we are around our friends, my wife likes to make it out like we have sex daily. When I ask her about if she wants sex, her normal response is just like, oh, you're fine. There are times when she plans sex days, but something always comes up. She's tired, sick, has a headache, etc. I don't really care not having sex. It was never something that I craved, quote unquote. 
So this isn't a big deal for me. But I guess what I'm asking is, are we okay? Hmm. I think if you have to ask if you're okay, you know that maybe things aren't the best they could be right now, right? So it sounds to me like you guys just have to really have an honest conversation about about your sex life and about the intimacy here because that's what's really important. So clearly your wife, if she's planning the sex dates, it's still in her mind that, you know, she would like to have sex unless she's just doing it for you, but you're saying that you don't really crave it. So it sounds like you guys need to have a real conversation about your sex life, your intimacy, what's important to both of you and start thinking about because I do think it's important for you guys to continue to, to find that passion. I mean, if you haven't had it in eight years a long time to not have sex now if you guys are all the communications amazing and you guys cuddle and watch Netflix and you and you still kiss maybe and you just are just not into sex and everyone's happy and there's not problems and you have a healthy life I guess I'd say okay but I think that this is a symptom of other things going on in your relationship after eight years and a kid I think it sounds like there's some unresolved issues that are going on and therapy would be amazing for you guys to fast track it and because to learn how to communicate with each other, you guys. Remember, it's not easy. So so you can bring it up to her and you can say, listen, I'm not sure if it's, I feel like we need to learn how to connect, see how that goes. But I have a feeling after eight years, no sex, no talking, this is going to take a professional to work with you in a few sessions and teach you guys skills so you can figure out what the blocks are, what's really going on in your relationship so you could develop healthy skills for communication and for intimacy. Thanks, Ray. All right, this last one comes to us from Aaron, who's 32 in New York. Hello, thank you for your podcast. Love it. My question is, what am I supposed to do when my boyfriend spanks me? I don't mind it, but it doesn't do anything for me, and I'm not sure how I'm supposed to react. Do I act surprised? Turned on? Pained? LOL. Again, I don't mind it and would like to enjoy it. I guess I just need to understand it more. Thanks. All right. Okay, Aaron. A few things that could be going on here. Maybe he doesn't really know how to spank. For example, like there's some people who just don't spank correctly. And so maybe he's like tapping you or he's doing it in a way that's just weird. Or you might not be into spanking. But either way, if this is your boyfriend, just talk to him. Say, you know, I let's talk when you're not in the bedroom. You could just say, have him talk about your sex life. Let's talk about our sex life. So, you know, when you spank me during sex, I don't really know how to react because sometimes it feels it kind of tickles or I find it kind of funny. Or maybe there's another way you could teach him. The truth is that some men don't spank in a way that are women, here's the thing. You want to make sure that you stay away from any of the bone, like the side, like the, the bony parts of the butt. And you want to do kind of an underhead, an under the butt uh, spank up. Your fingers are closed and they're not spread apart because that hurts more. You do like a swipe up and you keep getting a little bit harder each time. So he might not know what he's doing. Um, so I think you just talk to him and just say like, you know what? I love like the spanking thing. Let's try to figure out some other things that would be hot during bed because that doesn't like, let's find some other things. What do you want to do? So for some women, I like being spanked. Like if a guy can spank, it feels good to me. Like I can't, I'm like more. Mm-hmm. Spank me more. Jamie likes spanking too. So it's like, I think what I can't tell here, here is like either he's not doing it right or you actually don't like it. So mm. if you don't like spanking and you're not sure how to react because I think, I think I've always known how, you know, if someone spanked me, I liked it. Yeah. And if it was weird, I just maybe like, tell him harder or show him how to do it Mm -hmm. so i think you have to do one of those things aaron all right and uh let us know how it goes you guys you know i love when you follow up i love the follow-ups we love hearing your success stories or if you have more questions that's why we also love being on sirius xm because you guys like even if you don't have a subscription you can call in we won't say anything 888-947-8277 five nights a week five to seven p.m because like i'd love to talk to aaron like i want to know aaron what does it feel like like is it that you might like it one day 
Anyway, but it's awesome, you guys. Thank you for thank you for sending your emails. Thank you for listening to the show, telling your friends, sharing the information so we can all have amazing sex, better lives, more happiness. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So let me tell you about my first time buying a sex toy. I was 22 years old living in San Francisco and I walked into a local shop called Good Vibrations. It really blew my mind. I mean, I pictured sex toy stores to be these dark, dingy places, but it was so open and well lit. It was like an Apple store for vibrators. So I walk in and one of the workers approached me and she immediately put me at ease. She was like, hi, so let's talk about your orgasms. You would think a stranger asking that would make you nervous, but she immediately made me feel so comfortable and helped me figure out what would be best for me. Thank you, Pocket Rocket. At the time, I wasn't even aware that my life would also become devoted to helping people with orgasms and sex, or that I'd be fortunate enough to work with Good Vibrations later down the line. This is why I am so excited to have you guys get to know them as well, if you don't already. I mean, they do run some of the best and most respected adult boutiques in the country. And now with their online store, you get to have that same shopping experience and expertise without ever leaving your house. Seriously, guys, they just know quality. I mean, if they have it in their store, I trust it. And if they don't, I have to question it a bit more. It's not just me that feels this way. I can't stress enough the standard they set in the industry. And I'm even more excited because now Good Vibrations runs the Shop with Emily page on my website. So be on the lookout for some great sex toys and sexy announcements. To see everything Good Vibrations has to offer, just go to sexwithemily.com slash goodvibrations. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash G-O-O-D-V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S.